0: welcome to consider yourself hugged i'm tammy i'm michelle i'm gracie and a hug is a gesture intended to convey a sense of care and support safety intimacy and affection and even though we can't wrap our arms around you we want you to consider yourself hugged hi friends you are going to hear all about this story in just a moment but i just wanted to prep you For what's a little bit different about this episode. If you are watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast channel or wherever, I did a Facebook Live this morning and recorded this story in Facebook Live with the intent of using it here. But then I thought, well, there are a few things that might be confusing to you. Um, One of them is just like Hello. You haven't been here in three months. So this is the first episode of the new season of Consider Yourself Hugged. So welcome back. Gracie and Michelle will be guest hosting with me from time to time. So for now, we're going to keep all of the intros and everything the same, but for now it'll be mostly me and guests and things like that. But I just wanted to just say a quick personal welcome before you listen to the the episode the way that I recorded it in Facebook Live. So let me know if this is something that you're enjoying. I'm so glad to have you back. And now to the episode. So let's jump into the story. Um, you know, I do love the drama of the story, but the funny thing is, is we, this is a little bit of a backstory. We have had like seven inches of snow here in Middle Tennessee. I'm going to see if I can. Nope. The option to screen share went away, but that's okay. So we had like seven inches of snow and it was really cold, like four degrees, two degrees. Angelina knows. She lives in the area. Well, I hadn't taken Charlie, who is asleep behind me. If you don't know Charlie, it means you don't know me well. He is my 85-pound golden retriever who I can probably... Yep, there he is. He's with me all of the time. So I hadn't taken him for a walk. Well, the the temperature went up a little bit, but we had some ice. So I don't know where you're watching from in the country, but not all parts of the country have ice. So the temperature changes. We have a little thin layer of ice and then a little thin layer of snow on top of that. So the temperatures were up and I was like, well, I'm going to take Charlie for a walk. So I took him for a walk and I was so careful and I tend to be very clumsy. And you're probably thinking that I'm going to tell you that I fell, but I did not. So not only did I not fall, I was so proud of myself that I took a picture, which I can't share with you, but I'll put it in the comments. I took a picture of Charlie on the leash with the ice and I, I didn't post it, but I I mainly because I forgot, but I was so proud of myself for not falling. So there I was, did not fall the next day. I'm sitting on the sofa Tim had just gone to take a nap. I think it was Saturday. So it was kind of a quiet day. He went and took a nap. And I got up from the sofa. And we have one of those big, like, four-foot square Ottomans. And I walked around the ottoman. I was not looking down. And the next thing I knew, it was like slow motion. He was asleep in front of the ottoman, and I did not see him. So I tripped. And we have a slab. Our floor is a slab concrete floor. So I tripped and smacked face down onto that slab concrete floor. So the thing is, is that the cut was not because I cut it on something. It was blunt force trauma that like, you know, busted my head open. And so I, apparently I screamed, Tim came out. I'm going to fill in the details in just a little bit, but we did go to the emergency room, concussion, the stitches, all those things. So the, the reason that I decided to share this today And I do see some of you commenting and I will come back to that in just a minute. I promise I won't leave you hanging. But the reason I decided to share it is because yesterday we went or the day before we went with Tim to the doctor. And as we, of course, I walk in with this and the doctor's like, oh my God. And so I shared the story quickly. And then Tim made this comment that really made me think. He said, she falls a lot. No it's a big joke in our family. Okay? Who is on here thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm clumsy. That so would have been me." R- right? I mean, like some of us I guess are just like naturally more clumsy. And I've always been that way and I've always said I'm just clumsy. And when he tells me to be careful, I'm like, "Well, how am I supposed to know to be careful? I didn't I didn't know he was lying there. Like that's not my fault." So, then I got to thinking. So my son and I, and if you don't know this and you want to be involved, let me know, but My older son, Jamie, James to the rest of the world, he is big time deep into AI. So he is, hi Lindsay. He is an AI, um, anyway, he has a startup, it's great. So we did a webinar last week, a lunch and learn about using AI. So I've been using AI for a couple of years. We use it for everything. He used it when Lisey jumped out the window to try to find her, he's actually chatting with AI. So I thought, well, can I learn anything from this? Like, I always say that it's not my fault. And so I did. I got into AI and I said, um, I put the story just quickly and I said, are there lessons to be learned? And it just, I didn't say, give me two or give me five. It gave me 12. Now I'm not going to do them all, but as I read through them, I was like, okay, okay. So maybe there is something that I can learn. Um, let me look at some of your comments. So hi, Rhonda. I'm so glad to see you. Angelina, is that you? I did not know that. I mean, I did not know you were clumsy. My daughter, Lindsay's on here. I get it from you. That's what all of my children tell me. Um, and oh, Rhonda, you shared years ago, my mom got walloped with a garage door spring. Her face was so bruised. I mean, I pinned a comment I mentioned earlier. Please share your um. Everybody loves to share stories of when they get hurt. Do they not? I mean, it's just good stories. And I love good stories. I'm so sorry. I hope that your mom was okay. So I'm looking at this list. And it, it really did speak to me a lot because I really have said it's not my fault. And let me share one more quick thing too, because Lindsay is on here. Um, for years, I've also said things like I'm not good in crisis, which I think some people are naturally better in crisis, and some people aren't, and also some people are naturally more clumsy. Listen, I googled it. You can find the answer that you want about being clumsy. Is it genetic? Is it not genetic? You can find things for either, but I do think we have tendencies, but we were walking Charlie one day, and he started to pull and go after another dog, which is another long story I won't share, but I I started like screaming and freaking out, and Lindsay goes, Mom, You're making it worse. And in that moment, I stopped and I was like, I always say I'm not good in a crisis, but I've never tried to work on it. And that was a real pivotal moment for me. And I have since become very calm when I'm walking Charlie. And if something happens, I don't scream like I used to. So there are lessons to be learned. So I'm going to share, there are eight that I picked out, a couple longer than others. I may not share them all. Let's just see where we go with this. But the probably the most important one was number one, and I hope you resonate with this, the importance of presence and mindfulness. And then it, it goes on. I haven't named my AI, but I think I will. Accidents often occur when we're distracted. Being more present in our surroundings can help prevent such incidents. Now, if you all know me well, you may know about the stress club, but one of the things that um, I interviewed women about, well, it was about stress, but we were talking about the world and listen to, to what one of the women said. She said, everybody's much too busy with way too many places to go and be. And the whole can't get away from your phone, can't get away from your computer, can't get away from dot, 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 all these distractions that keep people from interacting with people or right, distractions. So I wanna encourage you, this is something that really spoke to me, that word can't, like that we can't get away from it. And I thought about knowing my tendency, knowing that like we've gone from a big house with plenty of space to a smaller house. Charlie is always underfoot, right, Lindsay? I mean, when Tim called her to tell her that I had fallen and then we were at the ER, She, he didn't tell her what happened, but she immediately made an assumption that I tripped over Charlie because he's always underfoot. It turned out this time he was just sleeping, but I should be more present, more aware. Um, You know, I mean, like, I don't have a medical condition that makes me trip. I do have probably like some things aren't my fault. I have arthritis in my hand. So it may be that I pick something up and drop it. But even that, if I know that's the case, then look at that thing before I pick it up. Yeah, Lindsay says 100%. Yeah, that she thought it was Charlie, which it was. But I was like, you know, I'm embarrassed to tell you that I haven't really worked on mindfulness until August of last year. And I was doing a 10 steps to mental well-being for teachers in Houston and I did a three-minute mindfulness thing with them. It was just a breathing with music. And I did it three times a day for three groups of teachers, but I was there for five days. I did it for 15 days. And when I got home, I found myself doing it every morning. It was just a moment to get me. And listen, I am a Jesus-following Christian Christian woman, and so I, I try not to choose. Anyway, that's another story, but I have a Christian meditation, but just taking time To stop not telling ourselves that we can't take time away from our devices. It was a pivotal moment for me that, yeah, I can be more careful. I need to pay attention, and that is really important. Um, Let me check your comments. My dog Jazzy was the same way. Um, Is your dog Jazzy? You're talking about needy, like always underfoot. I'm thinking that's what you meant. So, lesson number one is being more present, being more mindful. And Tim's right. I fall all the time. I have bruises. I have, and part of that is my refusal to slow down and take a minute. Number two, the vulnerability of health. Health can be taken for granted. Any kind of accident serves as a reminder of how quickly our situation can change. And, and AI says the importance of health insurance and emergency plans. So this is where I'll fill in a couple of the things. Um, as far as, you know, the, I'm, not, I'm not scared about health-related things. I really don't. I don't freak out about... Assist, or a, I mean, I just don't. I always assume the best. I have my other triggers, but for health, eh. But this, I mean, maybe I watched too much Grey's Anatomy over the years, but I was remembering when they drill people's heads open because there was a brain bleed and it hurt so bad. I had never had a blunt trauma like that. And I thought for sure my brain was cracked open. Like I envisioned myself like dying of this brain bleed. And so that, I mean, I did get dizzy. I got, I didn't lose consciousness, but I don't think I was far from it. And then Tim comes out and when we talk about emergency plans, he was like, well, what do I do? I mean, he brought me a towel and he was like, well, should I take, do you want me to take you to the emergency room? And the funny thing is, is when he walked out, I, I was still on the floor and I had my head in my hand and I didn't know there was a cut. And when I leaned up, I am not joking, literally blood was spewing out of my head. So that question, you know, do you want me to take you to the emergency room? I'm like, well, there's blood pouring out of my head, so we probably should. Um, he was just, he was so worried. And then we hadn't used this insurance for an emergency. So we didn't even know what hospital to use. So here I am trying to control the blood and, and figure out where to go. It's just good to have those things planned out. You know, and health insurance, that's a whole nother thing. But we went for a couple of years without health insurance. It does give you a sense of peace. You know, we did get it through the marketplace because we're both, we're both um self-employed. So number one, peacefulness and mindfulness. Number two, the vulnerability of health and planning for emergencies. Number three, the significance of self-care. I'm so embarrassed to tell you this, but so it says after an injury, take time to properly heal and not rush your recovery. I the doctor told me when I left the emergency room. So they put the stitches in, they did the CAT scan to make sure I had no cracked skulls or fractured vertebrae. I think I did sprain my hand, but um, but thank goodness none of that happened. But he told me to go home and and just be in a dark room because the thing that my brain needed with this concussion was rest. And he said, No screens, you know, no. No television. And my response when we got in the car to Tim, this way I said, Well, that's not going to happen. And I'm really embarrassed to tell you that because I mean, I did fine, but he told me post concussion can happen for up to a week. And I just flat out refused to obey those orders. So learn from me. Just, I mean, I'm fine now and I think everything's fine. I'm three days past, but why would I do that? Why would I say, well, that's not going to happen. And if you know me, I take no badge of honor for saying, well, I don't have time for that. Or it was just like, a, well, that's dumb. I'm not going to take care of myself. That was a lesson. And I'm not going to do that again. You know, we live in a world that people do tell you that if, like, if you take care of yourself, oh, you must have too much time on your hands. Or, oh, I'm stronger than that. Yeah, I was fine. I just d- went right back to work. You know, sometimes that works out fine. But, but let's get in the habit of caring for ourselves and also encouraging other people to care for themselves. So number three was the significance of self-care. Let me pause for a minute. Rhonda, AI has changed my teaching plans. Being new to ESL has been a challenge and AI has given me back some time. Rhonda, I'm so glad to hear you say that. And if you, um, I'll message you about what Jamie and I are doing. I've learned so much from him. He's like my AI mentor. Number four, the role of emotional resilience. You know, I don't really respond, again, to health-related things where it causes me to worry, but I will tell you one thing that happened is we're driving to the hospital, aside from seeing stars, right, from the fall, I saw cha-ching, 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 I saw dollar signs. Our insurance is not good. I mean, insurance is expensive when you don't have it through a company. And so we have just a pretty cheap plan mainly for, I mean, we do have copays and we have drug, you know, drug coverage, but for big things like hospitalizations, we have a huge deductible. And until that deductible is met, we're basically going to pay it all. So I'm just like worrying and worrying. And we left when he said, we're going to do a CAT scan. I'm like, oh my God, a CAT scan. And I'm, I'm in the emergency room, bed, almost Googling it. And so I'm telling Tim and he was like, stop, you know, it's, he reminded me, stop. That is not important right now. And even since I've gotten home, I've really worked on trying to be peaceful about it. And for me to know that God will guide me through this and whatever it is, it will be fine. So, um, facing a sudden painful event tests your emotional resilience. And so, seek support, seek someone who is going to encourage you and help you through that. So, that's number four. By the way, I also bashed my nose and blood was running out of my nose too so and I think I'm getting a little bit of that down here (laughs) so I get up this morning I have like makeup on this side of my face so it's like here I look and then the monster side uh number five the need for physical safety in your home I mean crap we joke all the time about breaking a hip Tim is 62 I'm 59 I'll be 60 this year and not that it has to do with age but listen, it's like and it talks about pet proofing. we have the cat, and we have the dog okay charlie's eighty five pounds, his toys are big, he has bones, he has balls. the cat has little ping pong balls and things, and so for a for a while, like I think I stepped on one of his bones, and you know when you stepped on something, you get really mad, and then it reminds you to pick everything up but and he also has these sticks that he loves to play with, and they're 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 like a cylinder. And they're made out of some sort of nylon plastic material. If I were to step on that, we would be like, I mean, truly broken back, whatever. Um, And we, again, see like watching movies where people fall, they bust their head and they die. And I don't really want that to happen. So pet proofing our home or just checking your home for safety. How many times do we step on things, cut things? And so now every night I just need to remember pick things up, look around. I got out of the shower before earlier before I came on to do this because they said I could wash my hair today. Um, and when I opened my bathroom door, Charlie, it was dark. We didn't have light on in our bedroom. Our carpet is gold. Charlie is gold. And I saw him. But had I not been looking for him, I probably would have tripped again. So just being aware. So that's number five, the need for physical safety in your home. Angelina, God always takes care of his people. You are so right. And Rhonda would have been doing the same thing about cost. And I did for a little bit, but I, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, why not find, how did I say it? It was so profound. I said, why not find peace and faith and trust rather than um, angst and worry that's not going to change anything? And listen, I, I live with anxiety. but I don't want to. And so the best that I can getting support. So I'm going to tell you, Rhonda, don't do that. Uh, let's see. Number seven, the benefit of humor. Oh, I skipped six. Six, seven, and eight pretty quick. Number six, the importance of emergency preparedness. Just, I mean, that kind of goes along with having that emergency plan. We we have we have like a tube of neosporin. Sometimes it's in the bathroom sometimes it's in the kitchen, sometimes it's in the drawer. Um, Sometimes we have band-aids in the bathroom, sometimes we don't. And I actually have a little kit, but I don't even know where it is. And so it's just a reminder, you know, even with going out, like with all the snow and the temperatures here, just have a plan and prepare. Number seven, the benefit of humor and positivity. I mean, I, you know, I asked him, I was like, "Can can I share funny things about what happened? And he's like, You're going to talk about me? I'm like, well, no, if you don't want me to. But it was kind of funny. Like you came out and you were napping. And then I looked up and it was like a scene from like Nightmare on Elm Street or something. I don't know. I mean, it was. Oh, and another thing. It was. I don't know if he's on here or not, but it was funny because I don't think about it. The physician's assistant that was seeing me said, we have a physician, a PA student. Would you mind if she put the sutures in your head? And I was like, no, I don't care. And because I don't. And Tim goes, well, wait a minute. Like, she's a speaker. Is it going to leave a scar? Because she's not going to want a scar. And I was like, okay, I don't know. I hadn't even thought about that. But they told me that there would be supervision, but there wasn't. And she came in and Tim told me later her hands were shaking and the numbing really, really hurt. And I got a tetanus shot. So anyway, I don't even know what the point was there, but just finding the humor and all of those things, you know, I love now that I'm going out, it, it's so fun for people to go and they're not going to ask. And he's like, they're going to think I beat you up. And I'm like, no, they won't. Unless I tell them, should I tell them? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Angelina worrying, right? Will only cause other health issues. We have four of them. The first aid kits. I know it's like, golly. All right. Number and finally, number eight, the value of community and a support system don't be afraid to reach out for family and friends you know i didn't know how long we were going to be gone but had i needed to i could have called Lindsay, my daughter who finally lives at home and she could have come over to feed the animals we have a great community where we live we have a facebook t- page we know our neighbors some of them have the code to our house i could have called I can think of three right now. Boom, right off the bat, that I could have said. Would you run over and feed Charlie? Feed Lisey, Let him out. Um, my dear friend Michelle Kicksmiller, who sometimes now uh, guest hosts with me on my podcast, I, I sent her a picture. You know, I have a group of friends that I stay in touch with by text. My, I have so many people who can support me. So find those people, let them support you. And those are my eight AI. Lessons, you know. I got way sidetracked during the holidays of not getting on Facebook Live or doing my podcast. I knew that, you know, the season ended in October, but I'm so excited to start back. I love being here with you. I hope. I I wish that I could put a place for you to to post your pictures. Um, I'll try to figure that out, but I couldn't do it right before I jumped on here. So, thanks for being on. Um, okay, Rhonda. Oh, let me back up. I think I missed some comments. Let's see. Um, Rhonda, Rhonda, Rhonda. Oh, Lori, me too. Always jump to the dollars. I know, I swear to you, people talk about seeing stars. I swear I heard the cha-ching and saw the dollar signs, but, you know, I could just not have gone, but I just don't think that would have been wise. So we'll see what happens. And what else did I miss? Oh, my back keeps me cautious aging changes the risk you're willing to take you do what you can to take care of yourself but the aging process is real I know I know it is and it's you know it's, it's been a weird week for us because a day a couple of days before that Tim's dad who's 82 went to the emergency room um, he had the flu and so he was in for a couple of days And then I was in the emergency room. And then we took Tim to the doctor yesterday. And he had several things that could have been serious had we not gone. And then we found out last night that Tim's, I guess his stepdad, went to the emergency room. And and all of us are like nearly 60 and above. So I don't know. It's okay. It's better than, you know, we're going to age. But you know what? We are wiser, right? And... That's an important part of it. So thank you for sharing. Thank you for showing up. Um, I hope that you'll become part of my podcast group. I shared this into my women's group as well. So if anybody else has any other comments before we... I was wanting to keep it to under 30 minutes and we did. It's 24 minutes. So thank you all. I love you for being here. I appreciate you. Mwah. And here's what I say on my podcast... Until we're together next time, consider yourself hugged. Bye.